0: Welcome to another episode of 353rd. I'm Scott Barstow. And I'm Anders Brownworth. Anders, I have big news today. I just received in the mail big uh, news. My, my big, big news. Big, my big signed, news. Uh, yeah. signed limited edition copy of Hugh McLeod's tribute to Steve Jobs. Really? It, so Hugh
1: so the, uh, McLeod, the gaping void guy.
0: Yep. Yeah. As you know, I'm a huge fan, and when we were at South by Southwest, I I, uh, I met him and bought uh, three prints and brought them home. Uh-huh. And uh, upon Steve Jobs passing, he actually did a uh, he did a really nice um, original piece of art around uh, Steve Jobs famous you know here's to the here's to the misfits uh, here's to the
1: crazy ones here's yeah. to the crazy
0: ones that whole that whole quote and anyway it That's was fantastic. Uh, yeah, so I got it. It's a one of four hundred uh-huh. and it's signed by Hugh himself. I've got the certificate of authenticity and all that sort so of has, thing.
1: So, so, so you 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 buy this on the site? How does I don't have any of these. How do, you, yeah,
0: how do you? you well, you can buy you can buy his artwork on the site, or you know, he has these. He usually shows up at big technology conventions and has a booth and right. you know, pet, pedals his wares there. But yeah, this was I saw. I think it was the day after he tweeted that he was doing this and, you know, they only sold – originally they were only going to sell a 100. And they sold 80 within like five minutes and so they extended it to – I think they did a total of 400. My number is – I think I'm 380 of 400. Wow.
1: Doesn't that like lessen the – like what about the first guys in the door? They're like, you know, I I got one of a 100. This is great. And then, you know, suddenly it's – now it's one of 400. Like those guys – might feel a little, you know, ripped off.
0: Yeah, they oh, might.
1: Whatever. That's really cool. So that's uh, that's uh, the 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 ones who are crazy enough to uh, think they could actually change the world are the the ones that actually do.
0: Yeah, that whole thing.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. That's great. Cool. So what? So what's going on? What else is What else is new?
0: Well, let's see. I've got. Uh, what are we talking about? Yeah. Well, today, you know, I was I was riding in the car the other day, and. I, I hearken back to a conversation that you and I had. I don't know if you remember this. I think we were on the way to Dell back yeah. in the back in the early days of bandwidth.com, and that's, we were just that's,
1: si- that's bringing me way back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> way we're going back. in the
0: way back machine. Yeah, and we were riding on a plane. Uh, with these guys that were from Nash nashville i believe that were in the music industry That's
1: right yeah, yeah and we yeah. had
0: this we had this uh very interesting discussion with those guys about how to save the music business yeah and you remember we talked because this was back in the days when napster was going full force yeah you know music piracy was just everywhere and you know everybody was predicting the death of the music industry and so we talked about uh, I remember the whole plane ride out there. We talk, sat and talked to those guys about how to save, it, and we talked about you know charging something per song and letting people uh-huh. buy per song. And obviously, was, we weren't the only ones thinking about it. But now, this, um, this was
1: this must have been before the iTunes Music Store at the time. Was it, was, the music store. it was. It was. Yeah. In
0: fact, was all? iTunes did was manage your iPod.
1: Yeah. Right. That's um, right.
0: And so yeah. you know you had, and this this was early this was early editions of the iPod even. Yeah, so this would have um, been two
1: thousand three area. Yeah, somewhere in there, something like that. Somewhere yeah. in there.
0: So, anyway, for some reason that conversation popped into my head when I was riding down the road the other day, and I think yeah. it I think it it uh, came into my head because I was trying to find a decent radio station uh-huh. here in Raleigh, and it just seems almost impossible.
1: Yeah, there aren't decent radio stations. In Raleigh, or or here, or anywhere, really. For yeah, I that mean, matter. if you,
0: yeah, if yeah, if you go to a city, I would imagine there's got to be some there. But I know in cities like uh, New York or right. Boston, you know, what's interesting is that even in um, Virginia Beach, where I used to live, they had fantastic radio there. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because of the Navy's influence or I don't know what it was, but they probably had three or four killer radio stations there. Really. That you could just literally just turn on and let it go. And so, you would, so the
1: radio station that I keep thinking about is uh KCRW in LA. Right. That that's one where it's always been cutting edge. It's always been interesting. It remains relevant. And the overwhelming majority of everything else—I mean, there's nothing like that up here that I know of in in the Boston area. Uh, yeah. Certainly, nothing that I remember down in North Carolina. The obvious only exception, but has really nothing to do with music, is like NPR.
0: Right, right. So anyway, and so sorry. anyway, so I started thinking about you know how bad radio is, and there's really you know two or three companies that dominate radio. Yeah. So you've got Clear Channel. And companies like that that buy up all of these independent radio stations and crank up the vanilla, bland, pasteurized programming.
1: Yeah, the the and, MP3 machine.
0: Yeah, and you get you know you get uh, Lady Gaga's latest single every hour at twenty past the hour, and right. it's just garbage. Yeah. And so I started thinking about uh, our show today, and started thinking about how do we fix radio because radio has a lot of the same problems today that music had in 2003 when we were having that discussion on the plane. Yeah. It's got these huge dominant players, much like the music studios were back in those days. And, you know, it's the... The access to the to the airwaves is very restricted it 's mm-hmm. hard to get in high cost of entry, you know all those same kinds of uh, characteristics and it seems like to me with especially with the advent of things like Ford is doing where you 're going to have internet in the car yeah um, it seems like we're ripe for Kind of the you know the same kind of thing that happened in music to happen in radio, where we'll be able to choose radio stations that are actually really good while we're riding down the road in our car.
1: So so yeah, we'll be able to pick radio stations off from uh, you know far across the other side of the world because we can get them over the internet instead. But that but so then it all comes down to a smaller number of content providers. I think the the analog that exists right now, of course, is. Is like Sirius XM. It's uh, you know the satellite radio, where there's a relatively few number of channels compared to the total number of stations in the U.S. And uh, uh, you know it's it's been focused down. I can't believe, first of all, that that people pay for it. But uh, you know,
0: no, and that's the thing that I that bothers me is that because I've thought about okay, well, um, I'll just pay my you know, $9 a month or $10 a month and get, you know, XM radio. Uh But it just doesn't seem like I should have to do that. Yeah,
1: but it's right. And so what's the point? You're going to pay $10 a month. Why not pay, you know, $10 more a month on your iPhone and add a data plan and stream Pandora 24 seven, or you don't even need to pay, pay $10 a month. You know, you could just somehow hook your phone into the car and you got Pandora. So how does Pandora? do you think Pandora is the new radio
0: i don't and here's why because pandora is great for what it is but you have to you've got to kind of nurture the you yeah, got exactly. to nurture the station yeah right? you got to say i like this song i don't like that song and it's and a lot of times even if you're not what i've found is you've got to be constantly adding new bands to the station yeah, or, gets, yeah. or you get you know the same thing every hour and a half yeah it's true or every two hours or whatever it is whatever the cycle is and so you know, it's not the same experience as me just driving down the road, turning on a station and just being able to listen. Yeah. And you get that. And so to me, Pandora is great. I think it's, you know, I have it. I subscribe to it. I've got the, you know, the premium subscription of Pandora. You've also got things like Spotify where you can build your own music lists and Mm -hmm. take it with you on your phone and, and plug your, you know, obviously you can plug your iPhone into your car and get your own music library right there in the car. But this is really different. This is... You know, it's true radio, and I think it's not just about music; it's about talk radio too. Uh-huh. Uh, because now you can start to, we can start to envision a world where uh, you and I could be doing this show live. Yeah. Right, and people could be. It could be a drive time yeah, right show. There. Sure. Could be a drive time show, right? And so, we don't have to have access to, you know, an AM channel in Raleigh for people to hear it in Raleigh or whatever.
1: Right. So here, so so here's the analog. I think, uh, you know. Why do you watch stuff on TV? You, TV is a very passive medium. You just want to sit on the couch and, and watch whatever it is and have it kind of just going. And you don't have to do anything outside of pick the channel you know, at the beginning. So radio is very very similar. Like If you're just driving down the road, you don't want to keep feeding Pandora and telling it what to do. So you just want to hear good stuff consistently yep. with a wider than one hour repeat rate. Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 very similar to TV. So whatever we say for, for radio might as well work for TV as well. Right? Yeah,
0: but I, well, I think that's true to some extent. But here's why I think it's TV is video. Good video production is much harder. Sure. Right. So if you and I were going to do a TV show, that's first of all, it's more bandwidth to get it into my car. Yep. Um, and and it's just the production quality has to be good, or it seems hokey. Yeah. Whereas with radio, if especially if I'm a music radio guy, you yeah. know, so if you and I, I think here's where I, th- here's the model that I see as the future. Okay. I think it's turntable.fm. Really? Yep. I okay. think it's something like that because you've got turntable.fm is democratized DJs. Yep. And I think it's something that's to me is closest right now to what radio will look like uh, five years from now. Uh-huh. So because so
1: but you still actively decide to listen to some DJ one of your friends somebody who's really good whatever right
0: Yeah but just think about that experience where but think about it in more of a way where I can somehow on my you know some device in my car I can search right mm-hmm. so I yeah. can do a search and I get a, a different kinds of music and I can pick it and maybe I've got uh, things my friend re- friends recommend or I've got you know that whole thing but to me turntable.fm like there's a great station on there it's the indie while you work station. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who the people are in that room that are DJing the music is always so good. Really? Yeah and it's I'm rarely I rarely turn it off if I turn it on. Really? Um, yeah unless I'm walking away from my computer. It's yeah. that it's that just cuz you've got you've got five people or it's a very popular room number 1 so there's always People wanting to DJ, yeah, um, and you've—it seems like you've always got, you know, just great music, and a lot of it is music you'll—I've never heard of, yeah. Um, so for me, that's kind of what it looks like, and I—I really think there's a huge opportunity. I was thinking about it in the context of this show, and I think it would be great for us to be able to do this show live. Sure, you know, ten minutes every day at drive time or yeah. whatever that looks like. Um, and not have the barrier of having to, you know, find some station that'll carry us, and it's, you know, it's 6:20 on the AM dial, and nobody so, can get it. And yeah. all that. So,
1: so you, so, so we would make our feed available. Uh, many, many other people doing similar talk radio would make their feed available, and then somebody or a group of people would DJ between the few of them and just pick which ones are good because you don't no. necessarily need to be live to do that.
0: No, well, I think the the DJ thing applies to music, not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I, I guess. So what you I was would be a, you would occupy a
1: time slot and do it live.
0: Yeah. So we have a yeah. time slot, and there's a directory service that we much like in iTunes, where we push our content into or a UStream, right? Yeah. Where I can just say, "Here's my channel. Here's what I talk about."
1: Right. I'm thinking it, UStream. I'm thinking uh, Justin TV. You know, yeah, things like yeah,
0: that. That kind of thing, and yeah. then you've got uh, you've got this ability to. Um, to tap into that, so I, as a content producer, there's a there's this protocol that you go through um, to get your stuff published. Much like if we wanted to, when we set up this podcast, we had to, you know, apply to Apple and. Yeah. Uh, you know, submit our application. They've got to make sure you've got to classify. You know, here's the things that we talk about. It's you know suitable for work or not suitable for work. And but we're definitely not suitable for work. Uh, we're not suitable for anything. <laughs> um, but uh, it's there's something like that, and I think it would be it would almost be cool for the as a retro effect if you could just have this thing that where it look, where you're turning the dial. Uh-huh. Right? Sure. And just kind of yeah. take you back to that where you turn the dial and you kind of hit on something. Oh, that's interesting. You can save that. You know, you save that and it looks like it looks more like a traditional radio experience even though the obviously the scale is not AM and FM uh-huh. um bands or anything like that, but yeah. it'd be cool to kind of bring that experience back.
1: Yeah, it would. So what's what's in the experience? I mean, I, when I listen to radio, for example, and of course we're back to music, uh I I I really, unless the guy really knows his stuff and keeps it real short and concise, I don't want to hear you talking. No, you know, I just I want agree. to hear music to music to music to music, yeah. and you know, and and that's I mean, if it's a like a like a celebrity playlist where you know The Edge from U two is explaining his musical you know influences and playing excerpts, I'm there. That, you yeah, know, yeah. But in almost every other case I'm not I'm just not interested in that so the question is like so that's for music but would you would you
0: uh, but I think you've also got on the other side of that coin you've got you know all of the nineteen or 20 early 20 somethings that like the you know kind of wild party morning yeah. show where it's all basically talk and they play a song every 20 minutes right right kind of the you know the Howard Stern wannabe yeah uh, sure folks where it's primarily talk and, and, yeah, you know, okay, that's crazy antics yeah, yeah, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And prank the, calls. And, yeah. And the thing that we should do prank um, calls on this show, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a new market to tap into. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. The other thing that's going to be interesting is it, it presents a whole new way to advertise. Uh, so just like yeah, absolutely. when, uh, you know, when everybody started using their mobile phones, you had AdMob that's, that did uh, ad impressions within a mobile app context. Yeah. And it was less, you know, it wasn't intrusive. It was just kind of there, you know, passing across your screen and you'd see these, you know, you see your ads. And I think it was a completely different way to advertise Mm -hmm. in a new medium. And I think this, this, the new radio sets itself up for, it could be, you know, really short, uh, kind of like NPR does uh, mm-hmm. at the end of their shows. You know, this show brought to you by XYZ, right? Uh, kind of stuff. Even though it's for-profit radio, not doesn't yeah. have to. It's not publicly funded, but you can have those kinds of experiences. And it, it and so it just feels like it's ripe, yeah, um, for I, uh, for a change.
1: I agree. I, I think it would be interesting to see how that actually. So, of course, uh, NPR has uh, has governmental funding as well here in the U.S., but uh, it's always bugged me that I pay for my Wall Street Journal subscription and I'm forced to look at ads.
0: Oh yeah, so, I hate that.
1: Yeah, and that's that is that's definitely, I think, overboard. And you know, the Journal and you know the Times and all can get away with that because you know they're they're kind of the big brands in the area. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're you know,
0: one of a kind destinations. Right. For so a- I don't
1: think that you can you can. You couldn't start up doing that, let's put it that way, you know? No, so agreed. the the thing that you're going to do when you start up is is well I I think, you know, some kind of some kind of short ads like that as well as what they used to do back in the day where, you know, this this uh, portion of uh, the the nightly news is brought to you by Colgate and there's yep. Walter Cronkite with the Colgate, you know, toothpaste thing on his desk there. Uh, you know, sponsorships or like or uh, product placement in a big way. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I, I it, it's just a question of coalescing around you know the answer there. If you look at the the way the media used to work, it used there was a relative few number of ways into the uh, you know to the customer, and and basically everybody was competing for those few slots. Of time, those few channels of frequencies in the air and whatever it was a very constrained medium. Now, when when that is effectively inversed, and anybody and their cousin can just get a blog, put a podcast up, you know, start transmitting video on YouTube or whatever it is. Suddenly, there's this abundance of content, and of course, the general quality goes down. uh, sure. things like that happen. But on the other hand, you have the Arab Spring. You have like, you know. Uh, like things you could probably find a, a podcast on uh, you know how to how to bore out the the you know some kind of a, a gear you know or some incredibly uh detailed thing that you would that would never have made its way onto the media landscape in in the past so yep. the, the question is you know is this similar to like newspapers and and all back in the day when there were a ton of them where there was lots of advertising all over them and it, it somehow, you know, somehow probably the good ones just sort of floated to the top, you know, versus versus now when there's a scant few newspapers still alive and they're all, of course, covered with advertising, a totally different world. But the other thing I would say that I think is is interesting is the the concept of radio going the way of the dinosaur—really, what you're getting as kind of like you know albums sort of disappeared when iTunes came out—I don't think that the the you know like the the radio dial or whatever is, is the thing you want. The thing you want is the programming, and and you want to keep the the quality high. So when you when you get into a world where you have all these you know plethora of options. The broadcast tower becomes less and less uh, clear as to why it's necessary. Um, So, you know, you got one broadcast tower that covers 50, uh, you know, a 50 mile radius, let's say, some enormous area. And, and everybody's listening to the radio. That, that thing is kind of going away because each of those people could listen to whatever they wanted over the Internet or whatever it is. Now, the infrastructure isn't totally there yet, but it will be. I see the broadcast towers, uh, you know, really diminishing in size. And the same thing has been happening, of course, on the cellular network. The towers that used to be very powerful and span big areas are being scaled down because that's really the only way to get more use out of the same uh, spectrum. You 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 cut the power down by quite a bit, and then you put a bunch of towers, and now two people can be talking on the same channel, you know, just at very low power, so they don't uh, cross talk each other. Uh, so that, that kind of method, I, that kind of thing, I think, is going to happen to this uh, radio thing. The question is, does it go all the way down to the single person? And, and the answer is probably not, if it's going to keep any quality. So I think you're, you know, rather than covering a, uh, a state, like one radio station be covering an entire state, the analog would be uh, one radio station covering the population of maybe a city. Right and and I don't know that it goes much lower than that, or the quality would just go down too much. But yeah, yeah I don't know. So I think the I think the turntable idea—it's interesting. I haven't used it, so I really I kind of feel behind the times because everybody's everybody's
0: been talking about it. Yeah, oh, maybe you, that's yeah, the, you clearly are behind the times. Yeah, so.
1: totally. I mean, look look at me. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> anyway, so that's it for this edition of 353rd. Uh, catch us online. Search for us on iTunes. Please leave comments.